Good morning. I'm Karen Audubonny. So this morning, we're going to start off with hopefully some call-in phone lines. Um, uh, later in the show, the Registrar of Voters, uh, Katrina Bartlemy, is going to call in. She's in the middle of a meeting, but said she'd call in and she'd get on Zoom with me as soon as the meeting's over to check in about how's it going in Mendocino County with our elections. Um, but I wanted to just do a little bit of catch-up and a little get the lines open so that... I don't know about you guys and the listeners, but I've been watching local politics, national politics. I've been on the air the last two weeks and or two last two Wednesdays, that is, doing local politics, uh, both Mendocino and the state of California. I've also been watching the national politics, and I'm nervous, uh, I'm concerned, and I just can't wait for it to be over one way or the other. Um, I'm I figure if I'm feeling that way, probably my listeners are feeling that way. So if you want to talk about the election locally at the state level or nationally, you can call in at 895-2448 so we can get some discussion before Katrina gets on. I also brought with me um, all the stack of paperwork I did around the financing of the California state propositions. One of the things I was doing while Annie and I were on, Annie Esposito and I were on last Wednesday, was I was adding up uh, the, the money that had been gathered and will be spent on these propositions for California. As most of you should know, there's seven propositions. And as of yesterday, the, I think the final reporting is on the 29th of this month, so we don't have all the reporting in. The the big numbers that come in, they have to record right away. But as of yesterday, uh, we're up to just under $800 million that has been raised and will be spent on these propositions uh, for the state of California. Uh, one of the big ones, the biggest... Uh, The biggest expenditures have been on Proposition 27, which is one of the gaming ones, Um, the gaming proposition, I think it was online gaming, that one, and the total for that, uh, that was a tribal initiative for gaming, total for that one has been raised and will be spent is just over $400 million. So um, every time I do this show, the numbers get more obnoxious. They get bigger and bigger and bigger. So I was trying to do a little bit of searching online after the show last week to see about, is there anything going on with campaign finance reform? Is there any group, any nonprofit that's addressing this outrageous amount of money that's being raised and spent on these propositions? I couldn't find anything. I There was a group that got some transparency uh, initiatives uh, or a legislation passed several years ago, but there's no active organization working on getting money or controlling the money that goes into these elections, that goes into these propositions. What I did see is there's group working on transparency on who gives the money and how much they give, and that's great, but there's nobody working on reforming the money and I would hope getting the money out of these campaigns. So that was rather disappointing and upsetting. Uh, That's the whole topic is, is transparency really, does that help? I mean, it does help, 
But is is it uh, is it enough? I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Is just is just being transparent about all this money enough to really make it a fair election? I mean, I feel like a lot of these propositions are potentially just bought. You can pay people to go out and get the signatures to get these initiatives on the ballot. That's millions of dollars to do that now. And then you throw millions of dollars on the pros and the cons and the ads on TV. Thankfully, I don't watch regular TV. I stream things, um, so I do not see all the ads. I got a lot of flyers in the mail, I'll tell you that. So that's that's a discussion I think that it would be good to have. Is transparency enough? Okay, 895 2448 if you'd like to talk about this if you have questions about some of the propositions or comments about the propositions uh give a call 8952448 um another another topic that came up is one of the propositions i was talking about we had some good music in um in Boonville the Ukiah Symphony came over and did a nice presentation at the brewery sunday and it got me thinking about proposition 20 Eight, which is funding. Uh, that's the measure. Proposition 28 wants to take money that's in the budget already and move it around to the schools for music and arts. So I was talking to the people there, you know, just encouraging them to look at the proposition, consider it. And what that brought home for me is that we've come to a point, not only in Mendocino County, around the measure O and measure P, which are the uh, sales tax that go to the fire department or that goes into the general fund, which is then supposed to go into the fire departments, or measure O, which is for the libraries. Um, it seems like in some cases we're actually budgeting by ballot. So we're using our ballots, we're using the initiative process to actually do budgeting which is fascinating it means we're telling we're taking control as voters and telling our legislators and our supervisors where we want our money to go so that was a fascinating topic to think about um i think i actually in my humble opinion think that some of these things are good to do that it's giving them direction and saying this is important to us it establishes what we as a community as we as a society think or is important or want to be important and want to be at the top of the budgetary list okay i'm karen Audubonny. we have a little bit of open lines i hope 895-2448 to talk about ballot measures the initiatives um politics the county that kind of stuff so let's get involved 895-2448 i think we have our first caller hopefully these phones will work good morning caller you're on the air with me. Are you there? Yeah. Hi, Karen. This is Jamie. Hi, Jamie. I got a question for you. Yeah. Hi. So uh, one of the propositions that I'm kind of hung up on, not sure what to do, is uh, it's 26, I think, is the tribal casino uh, gambling thing. So is that the right one? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's the one. It allows, yeah. yeah, it's, it allows in-person roulette, dice games, sport wagering on tribal land. Yeah, right. So, you know, in general, I'm not a big fan of gambling. I would vote against it, but I always, you know, think that it's a good thing to support the tribes, you know, 
kind of getting back a chance for them to move ahead, given what we've done to Native Americans. But anyway, um, but there's just, you know, if you look at the people supporting it and not supporting it, uh, it's a little confusing to me because I think maybe it's a thing that the big tribes do support it and the smaller tribes don't because they don't seem to be getting as much out of it. And, you know, I, when I did some research, it seemed to me that our local tribes, the Pomo, and, um, are not, you know, they're not against it, but they're not supporting it. And I think I saw somewhere that um, the Pomo tribes did uh, voice support for 27, which surprised me. So I'm a little confused about that. Uh, I'm tending, my tendency is to not support gambling. Uh, but on the other hand, I'd like to support the tribes, but I'm not sure who benefits from it and and all that kind of stuff. So uh, I'd like a little light on that if you or anybody wants to comment on it. Yeah, it's, so, okay. it's too, uh, it's too bad. No, that's okay. Let's go back and forth with it a bit, Jamie. Uh, because okay. one of the things, I wish Annie was here because she's the one that, of course, does all the pros and cons and all of that. Um, this one this one is kind of interesting because it is the tribes. It will only be happening on tribal land and the casinos. And I agree that they should be able to get back whatever they can because of the devastation we did to them. And then the other part of it I find fascinating with both of these gambling initiatives or ballot measures is that they've added in whoever wrote the initiatives to get it on the ballot wrote in like, oh, part of this money is going to go to um, for gamblers anonymous or for you know addiction and part of it's going to go for housing they added all these they they threw on these positive things homelessness and housing and all of those i i in my opinion think just to see if they could get it to go through and made it more palatable let's just say you know what i mean but i i i agree i i'm not a gambler i don't buy lottery tickets it's not my thing but um, I know that a lot of people do, but I also know that it can be very addictive and cause can you know cause a lot of problems within the communities. So those two issues are I'm torn on, to be honest with you. Uh, well, maybe it would be helpful to hear from some local local tribal people about how they feel about it. That might be useful. And also, there was this other wrinkle I think I heard on the news about. There is some, I can't remember which one it's in, uh, but maybe both of them, that had to do with tribes needing to give up a certain amount of sovereignty to, to hook up with the, with the initiative. So there was that issue, too, which is, still, which is also confusing to me. Anyway, it would be good to hear from some local uh, tribes people uh, about their take on it. So, yeah, I anyway, don't know. If, I don't know if anybody's. In, I don't know if anybody's interviewed the local tribes on it. Maybe that's something Victor could do. Our news mm-hmm. director, he's pretty good on top of that. But thanks, Jamie. Yeah, interesting. Right. The, okay. the gaming, the gaming ones are interesting. So thanks for calling in. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. But vote, everybody vote. That's the other thing is, um, ballots are out. If you don't have your ballots, get a hold of the registrar voter. Katrina is coming on shortly. She's in a meeting. She will be coming on um, to get us up to date as to what's going on, how things are going with that. If you want to get involved in the conversation, please join me at 895-2448. I will say that both of the 
gambling initiatives that are on the ballot, the propositions, uh, 20, 26 and 27, I'm looking at my paperwork, 26 and 27, have had the most money garnered or raised and spent. As I said, Proposition 27 is up over $400 million. Proposition 26, which Jamie and I were just talking about, is up to $163 million that has been raised and will be spent towards either passing or not passing. There's no and yes on those, of course. Um, the in support of those are re, um the amount has been raised is much more substantial than the opposed. So, and they do, the state does validate in the, in your um, sample ballot or your, your rotors information guide does say about how much money will be going to these different projects, um, homelessness and, you know, those kind of things that they've added on to get it in. Uh, locally, Measure P and Measure O are the, Measure P is the fire, the sales tax. It's supposed to go through the general fund to the fire departments. There seems to be some hesitant from some people that it will not be spent appropriately. Um, I had a fire chief on and, and uh, the fire council. Um, Scott Craddy, he was on and saying that they've set up some pretty good guidelines, fairly tight guidelines that they're going to be watching. The fire departments and the different organizations will be watching so that doesn't get kind of lost in the general fund for the Measure P. Measure O is the one that goes to the libraries. Um, I am going to ask Katrina when she gets on. I tried to get online to try to find out what kind of money had been spent about our, around our local measures, and I couldn't find it this time. Usually it's listed at the state Secret, uh, Secretary of State's website. That was not available, so I'll check in with her to see what's going on with that. Um, again, callers, get involved, 895-2448. Have you voted? Are you having troubles voting? Um what are you thinking about the national election? It's uh, going to be pretty spooky. Don't know what's going to happen. Could be, could be an, extra, uh, an interesting next two years, depending on how things go with the Senate and the House. That's an interesting concept of what we're going to be looking at and going forward with. I will say I'll be glad when it's over. This is my last show before, until, this is my last show um, before the ele um, elections in November. So uh, we'll be moving on to other topics. That would be good. 895-2448. Again, I like um, the whole concept of budgeting by the ballot. I think is something we should be able to be looking at in the next few years to see what we do around that. Um, to direct where the money goes, you know, if um, the voters sh should have more say, if this is the only way we do get to have say, is this the only way we can set priorities with the state? I know we elect people that are supposed to be doing that, but lots of times that doesn't work and doesn't help. So are we going to budget by ballot? What an interesting concept. All right, we've got another caller. Thank you for joining us, 895 2448 Good morning, caller. You're on the air with me. Good morning. So I'm hoping someone can uh, verify what I heard because it would 
uh, determine how I vote on the two gaming propositions, which was that um, the local tribal chair, uh, Michael Hunter, um, who has a show on KZYX, has said that he's uh, not in favor of either of them and that um, he is in favor of the state's tribes getting together to craft a far better ordinance or uh, proposition. So if that's true, that's going to seal my vote, uh, but I don't know if it's true. I'd love to hear from somebody who might have heard him say that. Yeah, that that should be archived on our jukebox if we know when that was actually said. So maybe I'll put I don't that... Know if it, I don't know even if it was said on the air. Um, oh. So that's, it's something that, I, uh, that a, a friend in town told me. Um, so... And who it's, was that? Little, who was the gentleman again? Uh, Michael Hunter, who Michael is Hunter, the okay. chair, yeah, of the of the uh, local Pomo band. Okay, and, well, maybe uh, he's listening. Maybe he's listening. I would, you know, his his opinion would hold a uh, you know a lot of weight with me. That would be interesting. All right, we'll try to get that out there. Thanks so much for the call. Any other comments? Sure. Uh, no, just that I, too, am exhausted by this entire process, and I want it to be over. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much for the call. Okay. Right. Yeah, so if anybody has talked to Michael Hunter or he's listening, we would love to hear from the local tribes to find out uh, what their opinion is on that. I uh, wanted to also say we do archive these shows for KZUX and Z. You can go to KZUX Jukebox. Uh, there's, uh, if you know the day and the time, you can pull it up real easily. Also on the web page, on, on our web page, our front web page, is uh, a whole list of the political shows and all of that. Um, we have another caller. Let's get them on the air. Caller, you're on the air with me. Hi, thanks. Uh, let me turn down the radio real quick. Thank uh, you so much. Uh, yeah, uh, the uh, gambling initiatives, 26 and 27, I was I decided to use uh, the Bay Guardian advi- advice, and uh, I can read that quickly of what they are saying. Uh, basically, the two competing initiatives are an example of how state legislatures fail to deal with the complex issues, leaving them both flawed measures funded by deep-pocket private interests. Uh, neither of the, uh, them makes sense. Uh, they would generate... Uh, uh, most of the money sport gambling would generate under 27 either mostly go to private companies. Uh, the out of, uh, It's not a simple issue. Out-of-state gambling companies are backing 27, which will hurt existing tribal casinos, which are the lifeblood of the local, you know, peoples. And uh, so that's 27, 26. Uh, if 26 wins, sport gambling outside casinos and horse tracks will continue unregulated and untaxed, and so the state won't be getting anything out of that either. So they just say no on both. Oh, well, that's interesting. Okay, well, thanks for that. All right. That does help. Uh, you're welcome. Thank you so thanks. much. Yeah. Bye. Bye. That's interesting to know. Okay, that's good. Yeah, this is where I needed Annie to bring up some of those things. I was just focusing on the money, which kind of tells me... I go. I get. I do my voting by looking at the money and tracking who's supporting it financially, and I think that usually gives us an idea of where these things are lying. So I'm going to get somebody else on the air here. Good morning, caller. You're on the air with me. 
Hi, Karen. It's just calling to answer Jill's question. Uh, yeah, we <laughs> Andy Esposito, <laughs> my sidekick. We did a uh, 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 quote Michael Hunter uh, ah. asked the chair of the tribe, not the tribe itself, but he is against both. 26 and 27. I'm looking at Michael Hunter's Facebook page right now, and it says, No on 26 and 27. Protect Indian gaming exclusivity by voting no on 26 and 27. Um, so 26 allows for horse race tracks to operate betting off Indian land, and 27 allows state corporations to op- operate sports betting off Indian land, and it's also the one that's online. So Michael Hunter himself, a lot of local tribes have endorsed 26. Very few have endorsed 27. Uh, the tribal chair of Coyote Valley, Michael Hunter, is against both of them. Uh, so just coming up with something that's better for all of the tribes. Great. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Annie Esposito. Thank you, Karen Adabani. All right. Talk to you soon, kiddo. All right. Okay, so as it works out, let me get my dials and bells and whistles here. We have Katrina available. Let me see if I can pull her up, get her in. The guest. We admit her. She's going to join us here shortly. And then we can talk about local. Hey, Katrina, are you there? I am. How are you? Uh, A little frazzled this morning, but we worked it all out. It worked out fine. You had your meeting. We've been talking about the different propositions at the state level and all the money that's being spent. I actually talked with Katrina on, um, I think it was Monday, and gave her the amount of money that uh, we had that had been being spent, and she was shocked and awed, like all of us are, $800 million for all of this. Um, Yeah pretty crazy amazing yeah it is pretty amazing um one thing i did so this is katrina bartolome she's uh registrar voters who's been there gosh i want to say how many years you've been doing this now six seven uh, well um you were in the office before year for yeah. the registrar but i would i've been in the department for about 18 years ah okay sounds great okay let me see if i can get all this stuff out of my way there we go. Now I can see what's going on. Um, okay, so you've been at it a while. Uh, one of the things, just quick up, wanted to ask you, um, I have been tracking the money. You know I track the money and all that stuff. I went on to try to find out what uh, had been spent and raised on our different ballot measures for Mendocino County. That's usually at the Secretary of State site. I didn't see it. Is that, did I miss something? For our local stuff, you mean? Yeah. You can go onto our website and under campaign reports, I think. Let me go on there too and see because I'm not good with our site. Yeah, I was just I was just looking for the measures, not so much the candidates. I mean, if people wanted to look at the candidates, I know a lot of people do that, but I was just trying to find out for ballot measures because that's kind of my gig to do that. So if you go onto our website, you know, www www.mendocinocounty.org and then go into the assessor county clerk recorder elections part okay and on the left hand side there's campaign statements ah and um you should be able to put in um there's a candidate name or committee election date office measure or contest so you could put in um our election date and it's in a drop down 
and then there should be measure the measures on here. I think I did that, but I didn't see any of the, the current ones. Maybe it was and just me. Maybe they haven't filed anything yet. I'm not... Um, yeah, I think that the last filing date that I is the 29th, so maybe that hasn't been filed yet. The okay. 29th? I thought so. I thought maybe it was the 29th, but I don't know. Yeah, that's what I did. I pulled it down, but I didn't see him. So, all right, that's... And I'll ask our admin assistant. She's the one that um, that posts them. All right. It's always curious just to know. I don't know. I know the numbers are a lot less than at the state level for sure. So For sure, yeah. For sure. All right. So, Katrina, how is it going? I know all the drop boxes are out. I know the ballots are, should be in everybody's hot hands. Um, and if they aren't, I we were going to give out the phone number, the people to call. If they're not, I've got it circled somewhere. 707 234 6819, if they don't have a ballot, correct? Correct. Correct. Okay, if you have not got your ballot and you're a registered voter and you need to get your ballot, call and get it, correct? Right, yeah. And the best way is to call because we have, you know, some security questions that we have to ask and then to make sure it's you and um, then we can, um, you know, cancel and reissue a ballot. Okay. So how are things going in your office? Are things moving smoothly? Have there been glitches? Are we all prepared? Um, they are moving slow, or smoothly, slowly, but smoothly. We've only received about 4,600 ballots um, so far, which is a little low, um, although I haven't had a chance to look at four years ago to see if I saved those statistics. Now, I think we're saving more stuff so we can go back and look, but... Um, you know, it just seems a little low to me. Yeah, considering that the rest of the country, they're, they're reporting uh, a, a large numbers of turnout, similar to a presidential year is what I'm hearing. I don't know how the rest of the state is. Have you heard how is California doing as a state or early voting? California than... seems to be slow. Oh, really? Huh. That's interesting. Okay. I would think it would be, well, we don't have any real hot contested races in the state either. Right. So that's and probably, I think, you know, that's also, you know, that that top two, you know, from the primary, they take the top two vote getters, you know, yes. and they come down um, to the um, to the general election or maybe go up to the general election, however you want to put it. But, um, you know, they uh, it just seems it just seems slow to me. OK, so did we um, in the last year since I've had you on, have we gained any uh, a substantial amount of new voters? We usually run around, isn't it about 43, 45,000? About 53 now. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, we've stayed about the same. You know, we drop off a little bit and then we come back and but we have about 53 registered, 53,000 registered voters. OK, so that's a all right. That's not that's not bad, but it's not good considering we have 90-some thousand in the county, but a, vo- a voting age. Do you happen to have a number of how many people in the county for voting age? I've never no. seen a record of that. Is no, that, I don't. That would I be don't that. I'm sure that, um, I'm sure that, you know, the, from the census or something, and we don't deal with census numbers. Right. Planning and building, actually planning, um, deals with census numbers. We just, you know, I mean... We would love it if everybody was registered to vote, but, you know, of course that's not going to happen. <laughs> no, that's not going to happen. But with DMV, it's, we, that's what we get more from. And, 
you know, at DMV, you have to be very careful when you're at DMV because you have to opt out of registering to vote. So if you go in and renew your driver's license, because, you know, a lot of times we have to go in to do that, and you don't opt out, then DMV will re-register you automatically and send it down to us. So, like, we sent our ballots out. We sent our ballots to the vendor around the 20th of September. So, actually, not our ballots, but our, our data. So, you know, everybody could get a ballot from the vendor. And... Um, so if you went to DMV between September 20th and now, chances are you'll get another a second ballot. Really? So yeah. so so because so, I had to go up renew my driver's license and I had to go in this year to get a new picture and take the test and all of that. And because I was already vote registered, I have been. I said no, I didn't need to do that. But if I hadn't, I would have been on the ta- twice. Yeah. Well, wow. you know and. It, when we issue another ballot, the system automatically cancels your original ballot. Oh, okay. Or your All ballot. right. And then, so what happens is when we're checking signatures, and you would send back your first ballot, right? Correct. So you sign it and everything. And when we check signatures, it comes up suspended. So with that ballot, we put it in the safe, and we wait, and I check them later on to see, actually, right after Election Day, to see if you voted that second ballot, and then I oh, then I reverse it. I cancel the second ballot and reactivate the first ballot so you can vote. So what happens? So I go. So I go to DMV. I forget to say that I'm already registered to vote. Do they decide? Do you automatically get uh, independent, Democrat, Republican? How do they decide what party you are? Um, you would just, have. I think you have to fill that out. So you actually have to fill that out. So it, so if you already registered, you should know not to do that. It do, that does kind of make it a hassle for you. I mean, it's nice that we get people registered at DMV, but it does kind of create an awkward situation for your department if people don't know they need to do that. Right. All right, and folks. So now we're putting out. Part, the, yeah. You know, is in Mendocino County, there's a lot of people that really don't want them to want other people to know they're in Mendocino County. So, but. Yeah. Really? Okay. Then we get upset people. Well, how can you set me a ballot? I'm not registered vote. Well, yeah, did you go to DMV? And, you know, we know how we uh, how we activated it because there's codes. Uh-huh. And, um, so, yeah, we have, we have had a lot of very upset people because of that. So, you know, and the only thing we can say is please be careful at DMV. Oh, and also NCOA, you know, if you're... Wait, 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 wait. What's NCOA? national change of address okay all right thank you if you're going to go take care of your parents or your children or grandchildren for a couple months but you're coming back right so you want your mail forwarded so that also happens and you have to be very careful with that so that will trigger a new ballot address or a new voter registration address or, or an inactivation because you've moved out of the county okay folks that's Okay, those are two things that I did not know about that everybody needs to be aware of. Thank you, Katrina, for letting us know that. All right, so with me on the air is Katrina Barkmay. She is the Registrar of Voters. I've uh, been doing a great job. Um, I've been following Mendocino County for over 20 years with all the elections, and I have to say I have total confidence in our system. I've seen it happen. I've seen it work, and as I say every time, vote 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 i was here when uh the fourth district supervisor's race was counted 
three different times, and the race was won by one vote. That was Patty. Was that Patty? No, it was not. It was, yeah, I remember who it is. Yeah. <laughs> it was a woman in the 4th District, and I just spaced her name, senior moment. But, yes, that was one by one vote. So don't let anybody tell you that your vote does not count. It right. does count, and it does get counted. And something that the voters might want to know, you know, if, you, if you've moved and, you know, you've been busy and you wanted to register and you forgot, you can still register, but you have to either come into our office or go to a polling place on Election Day, and you can do what's called a CVR, Conditional Voter Registration. So you'll fill out the paper voter registration card. Um, we call it a VRC. You'll fill that out. You'll fill out um, what we use for a provisional ballot, but it's also a provisional conditional. You'll fill that out. They'll give you a ballot. They'll put it, after you vote, you'll put it in that envelope with the voter registration card. And as long as you haven't voted any other place, we'll count that ballot. Great. So, you know what? I wanted to get people to get questions to you. The phone is ringing. So let's take the, let's take the caller's question. And then amongst that, I'll be coming back and we'll be discussing ballot uh, polling places, drop boxes. We're going to get into all of that. But I do want to give the listeners a chance to actually ask questions of Katrina so that would be 8952448 this is your opportunity to f- find out about our voting system all right let's get our first caller on good morning caller you're on the air with us hello uh, i hear somebody there's dead air nobody there okay must be a bad call all right 8952448 if you'd like any questions answered so polling places there, the, there are the same amount, same places that have been happening for years, correct? Correct. Okay. We move them around a little bit according to, you know, if, if we can consolidate them. Like over on the coast now, we don't have one at the Whitesboro Grange or at um, that really nice mobile home park over in Albion area. We have it at the Little River Inn. Oh, that was the, the woods, Maple. I think. Yeah, the woods. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. And um, so we, we moved it during um, COVID. We thought it might be a whole lot easier for people. So we've had, you know, good comments with that and, and a couple bad comments with that. But it seems that we get, you know, people there. So that's good. Yeah. And, um, you know, over here in Ukiah, we moved um, because of COVID. We finally got to move our um, one of our local polling places back to the admin center and conference room A, you know, before it was down at on um, Brush Street at those new apartments. And then we moved it up, tried to move it up to the Donovan room at the sheriff's training center. And now we've moved it back here. So, and that's all within your ballot and your sample ballot. I'm looking at the list right now. So yes, within your sample ballot, on the opposite side of where your sticker is that said, I voted, is a list of 21 of the polling places. So uh, are there going to be COVID uh, precautions in place again through this election on this day? Minimal ones. You know, okay. we'll have the cleaning. We'll have a mask available if people want to wear them. You know, by now, everybody has a mask, you know, if, if they if they feel so inclined. Um, There'll be some gloves, there'll be um, wipes. We'll still be cleaning, you know, I think that that's important. We'll still be cleaning the voting booths after people leave. Um, um, 
we'll clean the pins, but we're not going to hand out a pin to every voter like we did when this all started. And, you know, and we're not going to have the face shields and stuff like that. So, I mean, unless something happens between now and Election Day, that's the plan. That sounds like a good plan, and we will surely hope that nothing drastic happens between now and a week or so. How many days are we out now? This is on the 6th, right? <laughs> it's on the 8th. 8th, the 8th, Tuesday the 8th. So, oh, yeah. we're two weeks, barely. Yeah, today's the, I, the 20, 20, yeah. yeah, today's the 26th. So, yeah, two weeks. two weeks. All right, and the polling places are open from 7 a.m. to 9 p.m., just so everybody knows. 8 p.m., excuse me, 8 p.m., 7 to 8 p.m., 7 a.m. to 8 p.m. The boxes will close at 8 p.m. We'll have people out there to gather the ballots and um, to get them ready for the runners to pick them up or to take them, like in Boonville, they'll just, um, when the Boonville office closes, they'll wheel the, um, two of them will wheel the drop boxes down to the polling place so it can be picked up and so the poll workers... Um, can get can get that. Um, hold on just one second. I've got um, the post office on the phone. I'm sorry. That's okay. And I was just while you're doing that, I'm gonna say we got two more callers coming in. Um, I'm gonna list off the drop boxes. This is where you can just drive by and throw it in the mail. All right. You got the city of Willits. There's a drive up. Mendocino Admin Building. That's right there in the turnaround at the administration building on Low Gap. Fort Bragg City Hall. City of Fort Bragg has got one. City of Ukiah has a drop box on Seminary Avenue. City of Point Arena, and we have one in Boonville at the fairgrounds. And you can drop those off and those are secured those are i didn't realize they took them in every night but that's really good to hear for security and safety and all of that and whatever we said katrina the phones are ringing off the hook so let's get those questions to you and so people can um know make sure they've got their ballots and all that good stuff we're going to start here good morning caller you're on the air with us great um so a question is katrina on the line still she is indeed Great. Hey, so on my last ballot that I dropped off at the local precinct voting location, um, you know, I signed it underneath the flap, and then just below the flap to the left, there's a couple lines that says residence address in city only. Now, I had not signed that. One of the women said, oh, you need to sign that. And then another poll worker said, oh, no, you don't. And I'm wondering, and it's just above the line that says witness sign here. Um, that's that- probably, you know, what that's for is a lot of people, I mean, years ago, yes, you had to put your address down there. You had to put all that down. But now we don't, you know, really worry about that too much. We do like it for people who have personal mailboxes or post office boxes because there's so many times that you've moved your residence address. and okay. Um, okay. But you still get everything because it goes to a P.O. box or a personal mailbox. And that's one way we know um, if that address matches up to what we have on file. And we'll take a photocopy of that, and we'll send you a new voter registration card and ask you to fill it out. So that's okay. what we use that for anymore. Okay, well, I am in the same address from 20 years ago, and I do use a P.O. box, but it, the, the ballot's still counted, it sounds like. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. it's counted. Well, could you let me... as, far as, as far as quality of signatures, if they've changed over the years or you don't sign it the same way exactly, how is, does that, what difference does that make? So we look at the style, you know, if your name is, you know, Herman T. Smith, you know, uh-huh. and you sign it H.T. Smith, that's fine. Or you sign okay, it great. Harry Smith, that's fine. 
You know, as long as we can tell that where we have the biggest issues now, you know, a lot of times our signatures are squigglies now, whereas we have, you know, we would spell out our, I mean, I'm, I'm probably the biggest person, biggest bad person on that. So, but you know, when I sign my ballot, it's your legal signature. And so many young people don't understand what a legal signature is because they haven't had to deal with, you know, how do you, how do you sign your mortgage papers? How do you sign your, you know, whatever, whatever your legal signature is? So if you're Herman Thomas Smith and you sign it H.T. Smith, that's fine. But, okay. you know, there's just, there's so many variables. And if we can't tell it's you, we will um, take a photocopy of, of the envelope. We'll print out the signature we have on file. And we will send you a letter or we'll call you or email you, whatever we have. But we have to, and you have to sign it under penalty of perjury. So that's why we have a a signature verification statement. And as long as you return that, that it's you, you know, we're good. But read the letter that comes with it. And the same with if you forget to sign it. So we notify you as soon as possible. Wonderful. Thank you very much for your diligence and the efforts to... Uh, for all this. Be well. Take care. Thank you. And if you want to come and see our stuff, I mean, we welcome people to come and take a tour and see the processes and stuff like that. So anytime, just give us a heads up. So I I just want to go back and verify what this gentleman was talking about. Because you close the flap. I'm looking at my ballot, mail-in backs. And it's... I haven't put it in now. I was going to do it today. Okay. I'm going to vote as I go into town and drop it in, in Boonville at the drop box. You, hey, usually I'm bad enough that I do, I fill it all out, I sign it, and then I drop it the day of the election in the at the at the um, voting booth. All right. So, but I want I really want to clarify this because this is one thing for me. So, I have a PO box. And that's where everything comes. And I don't usually use my physical address for much except for this. So I always have to go look it up because I forget what it is because, you know, being on the ranch. So when it says your resident address and city only, and then it says in parentheses, mailing P.O. box not acceptable. So do I still have to put my physical address there? Go look it up and do that? It would be nice if you did, but... If you haven't moved and you're sure you haven't moved, you don't have to fill that out. Yeah, not for about 38 years. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that's good to know because I always have to take a moment and go dig out the card with my voter reg card. I got my little card and look at the address that I use. All right. So another point on that envelope is, you know, you sign it. You're supposed to sign it under that, fl- you know, what yeah. you're supposed to do under that flap and under then the flap. seal it. If you think you didn't sign it. Down over to the left where it says, you know, that you're going to authorize somebody to pick it up. Yeah. Even if you sign it right there, we'll see that and we'll use that as your signature. So we're not, you know, we're not robots that only look at that one area. In fact, a lot of times the ladies will pass that on to me and then I'll see it over there to the left. And the signature's fine. Oh, that's good to know, since we have a rather large senior population in Mendocino County, <laughs> <laughs> of which I am one and aging by oh the my. day and aging by the day through this election. So, all right, we've got another caller, and we do want to take your calls and get your 
questions answered so that you understand and feel confident about voting in Mendocino County because that's the one thing we want to do is we want to encourage everyone to please get out and vote become participatory in our democracy all right how was that for a spiel good morning caller you're on the air with us yes I'm an old-timer and I like to go and vote at the polling place I get I get a ballot in the mail and some I can't tell if it's a sample ballot I had to ask special to have one mailed to me and uh, I like to go to, we used to go to the Grange up in Laytonville, and now I'm down in Willits, and I can go to the town hall. And if I, if I have had one mailed to me, do I have to use one that they mailed, or can I just go? I think you call them provisional ballots, but I'm hoping that they're, they're uh, counted just the same. Somebody told they me they didn't. Counted. All right, let's they get that answer on the air. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Um, it's best if you, you know, if you want to go and you're in their roster and you bring your envelope and you're, you know, the package that you received, your envelope and your ballot, and you surrender it, they'll let you vote there at the polls. It's the same exact ballot that you have in your envelope, but they will let you you vote there. If you don't bring that, then they'll have you vote a provisional ballot. Provisional ballots are all handled after we've already checked in all the poll ballots and after we've already checked in all the vote-by-mail ballots. So then, once those are all done, then we start processing provisional ballots. And if you haven't voted, I'm 99% sure that you will go ahead and um, and it will be counted. Don't forget to sign it. Don't forget to you know, fill it out. If you think you've moved, don't forget to add a voter registration card to it. But we are not counted is very, very slim in Mendocino County, and that's mainly because they're not registered, and they didn't include a voter registration card. All right. Let's get some more callers here. Let me... Whoops. Nope. Okay. <laughs> well, um, nope, not going to do it. Okay, so 895-2448. I had a couple calls come in, but they got disconnected, but we'll get you back on. So that's true. Everybody that's registered to vote does get a ballot in the mail. All right. So if I wanted to feel, like this woman last caller said, she really likes to go to her polling place and vote. Can I take my not filled out ballot to the ballot, to the polling place and go in the little box and do it? Is that cool? You can, but you have to put that ballot in an absentee because we have to keep track of all the ballots we issue. Okay. So... But if you put that back in the envelope, and if you've lost your envelope, the polling place can give you an envelope. Oh. And you can you can put it right in, as long as it's in that envelope, you can put it right in that ballot box, and they'll separate it at the end of the night, and it'll be just fine. Oh, okay, great. Well, that's really good. Okay, well, those callers are back on. Let's see if we can get them in here. Good morning, caller. You're on the air with the registrar voter, Katrina. Hi, thank you. My ballot says to vote for a write-in candidate, black in the box, next to the write-in line, blah, blah. but I do not see any such line, so that's my question. Is that for the state candidates? Uh, yes. There aren't any write-ins. Those are the top two, and the state doesn't allow any write-ins for those. Okay, well, that explains it, and the instructions are just a little ambiguous. Thank well, you. if you turn over the back page for school superintendent, there's actually uh, a line for uh, a writing in. And it looks like I'm really quick scanning my ballot as Katrina's, uh, <laughs> Katrina's 
frowning at me. Uh, it looks like the superintendent of public instruction is the only one that has a line for a write-in. So That's right. th- that would be okay. your option. Okay. Thank and then any of the local, because on this ballot, if you live in, you know, we had out of 36 special districts, and I can't remember how many school districts, we only had a few go-to election. Right. So, you know, on my ballot, I don't have any special districts that went to election, but the Mendocino Coast Healthcare District went to election. There's a write-in place for that. The um, a couple of the um, Redwood Valley Fire went to election. There's a write-in for that. So basically, um, if there's if if you're allowed to write in, there's yeah. going to be the little dotted line that says it yeah. says write-in yeah. under it. Okay. Well, okay. thank you so much. Also, one thing that I might want to point out, I was asked that this weekend. I was um, the guest speaker for um, an annual meeting over on the coast. And one lady said, it says vote for no more than three. Can I, can I vote for one candidate and then write his name in there twice and have that three votes? No. No. Okay, good to know. <laughs> <laughs> Got to get creative. That would be an overvote, and none of them would be counted. <laughs> oh, that, oh, that's okay. That's good to know. If you do yeah. that, it's an overvote, and it doesn't count it. All right. Now, gonna- if you write in the candidate's name and you also vote for that, we can tell that you wanted to vote for that candidate and you were just confused we right. would not count that that write-in vote we would only count the the All actual right. let's get some more callers in good morning caller whoops not that one good morning caller you're on the air yes good morning good morning what's your question well i, I got in on the program a little late so forgive me if uh, this has already been covered uh my question was about uh the items on the ballot for judgeships primarily where it says does the uh, person named, uh, should they be elected to the office for the full term allowed by law? I wonder if maybe you could clarify that for me. I really don't understand the All right. Well, that, that is for the chief justices and the associate chief justices um, for the Supreme Court and, and things like that. That's on the, um, I think it's on the first page in the far right column. Correct. Yes, that, yes, good. We don't get any information on those either. Um, I did have a caller call the other day, and we Googled a couple of the names so they could, you know, they could come up. And we Googled one name, and there were several of them on whatever page we were looking at. That's the only way I have found any information on any of those people. Well, and generally, because they're not challenged, if there was if there was somebody challenging that judge or running against them, then you would have a choice of one or the other. I think this is just confirming whether you want them to be there or not. Correct. And I think that this is appointments. Oh, these know, are appointments. Like, okay. Right. You know how they how the president appointed. Um, no, I lost my. Yeah, train of thought. Yeah, I lost my. I'm sorry. Um, but how they appoint the judges, the Supreme Court judges, you know how the president does that? Right. So this is, from what I understand, this is just affirming that appointment. Okay. All right. Does that help, sir? I hope that helps. Well, yeah, I guess I just, uh, it just seemed weird to me. I'd, and uh, I didn't really understand. I tell you, the whole thing with the judges has always seemed extremely weird to me. But it's um, it's a situation where even if they got just a handful of votes, they're approved unless you have a, a more votes that say no. And that generally doesn't happen from what I've seen in all these years. But thank you for the call, sir. All right. Thanks for taking mine. Yep. Have a good-
Okay, uh, let's see. 895-2448. We probably can get in a couple of more questions. Here we go with somebody else. Good morning, caller. You're with us. Hey, this is Ted Williams. I'm a, a supervisor, 5th District. Hey, Ted. I oh, we don't know you. <laughs> we don't know you, Ted. I, 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 I have the unique opportunity to look at how other elected department heads um, operate, and I have to say, looking across the country at voting irregularity, our elections office does a stand-up job. I have my complete trust on being reasonable, following the law, making sure every vote is counted. And, you know, when I watch them, it just makes me want to get out and um, remind people to vote. Katrina's done a really stand-up job. Yes. It's always been. I, this is one of the pleasures of being in Mendocino County and amongst everything else is I've had so much trust in our elections department for 44 years. So thanks for bringing it in, Ted. Thanks, Ted. Yeah, that's good. Okay, so we're going to get more callers on. Good morning, caller. You're on the air with us. Sorry to double dip, but on the judges, um, if you go to mendocinowomen.org, there is a profile of each of them. And uh, I, I think it's League of Women voters who might put that out, but I'm not sure it was forwarded it's to me. What? I'll write that down and we'll pass that around. Yeah, say that again, Jill. Okay, it was forwarded to me by Val Mohowski, who is very active in the Democratic Party, so I would guess that that's the leaning. MendocinoWomen.org. There you go. Okay, well, thank you. That's a good double dip. We'll okay. take that. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, all right. Okay, we're going to get more callers on. Good morning, caller. You're on the air with us. Oh, I don't know if you covered this or not, but I was wondering that uh, we went to vote and we had to surrender our mail-in vote. We wanted to vote in person. And um, if we had lost our, our mail-in, could we have voted? We sign in. Otherwise, uh, can you vote without that? I'm just asking. <laughs> That's a good you question. Can. It would just be a you would vote a provisional ballot instead of um, you know signing the roster and putting your ballot in the ballot box. You would do a, a regular ballot, but you would put it in a pink or a purple envelope. Oh, okay. So that can be done. Okay, that was my question. Yeah. There you go. Thank you okay. so much. Thank thank you so much. Bye bye. Yeah. Thank you. So this is good to know, and the uh, and the other thing is, is I just want to say that I am sure and I'm confident that all of your poll workers have been trained in all of these specifics. I know we have similar the people that do it every year are uh, similar. We have the same people doing it every year in Anderson Valley, so they're well-trained. You do training with them before each election and get them all up to speed. So if you have any questions, we want to give out that phone number again. I'll give it out. Uh, 707-234-6819. If you have any questions, any concerns, that's the phone number to get to the Registrar Voters Office, and they will give you all the answers you need. Katrina, well, you know, since the governor, yeah. you know, ordered this and it was during the pandemic that everyone receive a mail-in ballot. Yes. It's very confusing to our poll workers. You know, our poll workers, you know, are are they average in age in their 80s. <laughs> um, you know, and they're they are dedicated people. I mean, they come back. Well, you pretty much have to die not to be a poll worker. But, you know, they come back time and time and time again. They have people yelling at them. 
They have people not treating them right. You know, they're just here to help. That's all they are. And it's confusing to them, too, just like it is you. Well, we all just and need to take a break and be patient. And I'm exactly. gonna, and I need to get out of here. Katrina Bartolome, okay. thank you so much for doing it. I thank look, you. Have a great week, and thank you so much for being in charge. Thank great. you. Thank you, everybody, for calling. Yes. All right. Okay, everybody, that's it. I want to encourage everybody to get out and vote, and I also want you to encourage uh, you to donate to this station. We didn't make our goal last week, and it's shocking to me, but if you haven't pledged, please go to 895-2324, go to the website, mail us a check, do whatever you can, because we really do need to keep these airwaves available to all of you. Thanks so much, and get out and vote. If you enjoyed this podcast, you can go to kzyx.org to find more shows and content like this one. While there, you can stream us live or check out our jukebox. And if you like what you hear, consider donating by clicking the red donate button in the upper right corner. We are Mendocino County Public Broadcasting, listener-supported community radio. KZYX, Philo, 90.7 FM, KZYZ, Woolets and Ukiah, 91.5 FM, and Fort Bragg at 88.1 FM. Thanks for listening.